Welcome to Gav Session. My name is Gavin Foster, and I am a K-8 music teacher from Ontario, Canada. I love music, I love technology, I love my job, and I love sharing my successes and my learning. Check it out, and thanks for listening. Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Gav Session. Today is Wednesday, January the 30th, uh, and as always, I am going to do a little bit of reporting this week on uh, all things musical going on in our school and in our life. I'll do a little bit of talking about what technology is uh, is going down these days. I will tell you about what's happening in my two pilot project classes and then uh, section four, we will look ahead and see what's going on uh, in the future. So where my uh, where these two sort of special classes are going to get to. All right. So let's start right into number one. Uh, I've got some busy musical things to talk about this week. And uh, in a rare turn of events, they uh, don't have anything to do with school, really. Uh, so for anyone in my neck of the woods, today is Wednesday. Tomorrow night, Thursday night. There is uh, an open mic at Signal uh, Brewing Company here in the north part of Belleville, and I am getting ready uh, to perform at their uh, open mic night tomorrow night, so I'm getting all set up for that. And then um, Saturday, we got something special going on. So to anyone who's checking in here on Voice Ed Radio, uh, Saturday, February 2nd, is the second anniversary of Voice Ed Radio. And to mark that momentous occasion, um, they have decided to do 18 straight hours of live broadcasting. Uh, and so this Saturday at 1 p.m. in the afternoon, we will be premiering uh, a, a new show called Voice Ed Radio Coffee House. Uh, essentially, the idea behind it is people will reach out to uh, to me as the host, and they'll be musicians, and they'll say, "Hey, I'd like to, you know, book a set, do a half hour here, or fifteen minutes there, or a full hour set, whatever it is," and then we'll just kind of tune in to them wherever they are, and we'll have live music playing on Voice Ed Radio, just like you would uh, at your local uh, your local coffee establishment. And so, for our inaugural episode. Um, Mr. Stephen J. Hurley is going to be uh, helping me co-host because I will be your performer this evening. That's right. If you check in to Voice Ed Radio on Saturday, February 2nd at 1 p.m., you will get a chance to hear me, Gav Session, uh, playing live. That's right. Just me and my guitar playing from uh, from my home studio, and we'll be recording it live and uh, streaming it with... Uh, the rest of the 18-hour live show happening that day. So if you're hanging around on uh, on the weekend with nothing to do, check us out. It'll be your way. Voice Ed Radio Coffee House. Listen to it. All right. So for part two today, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of pretty standard things that I think everybody's pretty used to now. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Google Drive and a little bit about Google Docs and a little bit about Google Classroom. So um, one of the things I wanted to make sure that people sort of understood is how great these tools are as teachers for working with kids and working with other teachers. So from my point of view as a, um, a prep coverage teacher or a rotary teacher where I see different classes, it's really easy for me to um, share work that my students are doing with their homeroom teacher or their science teacher or their English teacher, if, if we're doing a project that I think 
could benefit more than one person, um, more than one teacher, more than one subject area, it's really easy to just share that folder with somebody else and they can look at the student's work or they can help them bump it up or they can add pieces to it for their own subject matter. So that's, that's one thing, just how easy it is to share all that stuff from person to person to person. Um, and I really like that. Second thing I want to talk about in Google Classroom, if you haven't done this yet, and if you haven't, then I something must be wrong with you. But if you haven't done this yet, um, when you're going into your classroom and you're going to make an assignment for a group of kids, so say you have a, a question sheet with four or five questions you want the kids to answer. There's a, uh, a drop-down menu you can click, and it lets you give a unique copy of those of give a unique copy of those questions to each student. So say you have you know a, a novel study and you've written chapter one questions. If you click this button that says "Give a unique copy to each kid," then you're going to get one that says um, "Chapter One Questions hyphen Bart Simpson," "Chapter One Questions hyphen Nelson Muntz," "Chapter One Questions hyphen Martin Prince." You're going to have a different, unique file for each kid, and when it creates that file, it automatically Google Classroom automatically creates its own folder in your Google Drive as the teacher where all of the students' work goes. So you're automatically getting these files put into a specific folder based on the name of the assignment. And then in Google Classroom itself, when you go to the assignment and you look at the work the students are handing in, there's a little teeny tiny icon on Google Classroom of a folder. And if you click on the folder, it opens up your Google Drive into the drive folder where all that student work is. So again, it's then really easy to share that assignment with a different colleague or a different teacher or your principal or whoever it is. And you can share what it is your kids are doing with someone else. So I've been using this project with my grade sevens uh, and their homeroom teacher who teaches them their, their language program, their English program. And so I've been doing some work with my students, as you guys know, on uh, story creating and story writing and, and storytelling. And I am able to share all of their ideas and their work with their homeroom teacher. And then they're able to use their language period to say, let's take this and work on expository writing or, you know, work on tone of voice or work on some, some aspect of the writing curriculum, but they're using my material to do it so that you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. So it's just really, really easy to do all that. Uh, and then, of course, with Google Docs uh, itself, uh, in Google Classroom, if the student says, I'm going to create this doc, um, it's really, really simple for the student to then click a button and say, I'm going to share everything I'm writing with my teacher. It's also really easy if you're walking around the room and the kids have laptops out. If you notice that someone, instead of working on their question one, uh, you know, you know, chapter one questions hyphen Lisa Simpson. If you notice they're not working on that and they've just opened a blank document, it's really easy for you to walk by the teacher and go, oh, you should make sure you share that with me so I can see it. And you can kind of look over their shoulder make sure they click the share button. And then you can take that file they're creating and put it into that same Google Drive folder where all the other students work is so you don't lose stuff and it's easy to, to keep track of. So yeah, that's just some sort of simple tips and tricks. Uh, if you check out www.gavsession.com or if you go to youtube.com slash gavsession, you'll see a whole bunch of kind of helpful help tips and help videos for things like that that uh, I have created. And uh, yeah, Google Drive and Google Drive 
Docs and Google Classroom are all great resources for uh, teachers and students and partner teachers and things like that. So yeah, check them out. They're a wealth of amazing things you can do. All right, so part three. Again, I don't have a lot of earth-shattering news to share with you today. For the first time in four weeks, I actually have not had a snow day and the buses were not canceled and I had a bunch of kids here today. However, um, and I'm not really passing judgment, but this was a deplorable weather day today here in town. Uh, roads were just an absolute mess. I helped two different people out of the ditch this morning on my way to work. Uh, however, our buses were running. Um, but my one class of grade sevens, Mrs. Krabappel's class, there were only 11 of the 26 of them here today. Uh, none of their buses were canceled. I think they just knew enough to be like, I'm not going out in this. This is crazy. Uh, and then Miss Hoover's class, I, I think I had all but one of them. So I didn't have a, a great turnout of kids today. And they kind of got here and they sat down in front of me. And uh, for anyone in Ontario, you'll know that uh, report cards are coming up fast. So I kind of sat them down and I said, you know, guys, I know I haven't seen you in a while, but because I've given you some work to do over the last couple of snow weeks, I said, I think today is best going to be used as kind of a catch up day. And I talked to all the classes and I said, okay, some of you owe me one assignment or two or four. So I said, let's use this time and get some of these things caught up. Uh, and in Kerbopol's class, they did. Kerbopol's class, I had about of the 11 kids, I think. Nine of them owed me something, and I think of those nine, eight of the nine are now totally caught up. Uh, and then in Ms. Hoover's class, I probably had similar. I had probably had about nine kids that owed me stuff, and uh, about eight of them or seven of them got caught up. So that's pretty good. We had a kind of a catch-up day today to make sure everything was ready for me to write report cards uh, this weekend. Uh, so, the, you know, as a teacher, you need those days every once in a while, especially when I've had – three weeks in a row of snow days and I haven't been able to see them to get stuff done. Uh, but the good news is I did have, you know, maybe three kids in each class who were done everything, who were ready to move on to the next stage. And I was ready to kind of put it together. So uh, any English teachers out there who want to chime in to uh, Anchor FM and talk to me, that'd be awesome with some ideas because where I'm going next is a little bit of uncharted territory for me. I've never really done it this way. Um, and I'm kind of giving them what I think are easy scaffolded steps, but maybe you guys know something better. So the idea now is let's create songs and poetry and song lyrics. So here's what I have so far. My students have these sort of like 20 word story starters of what's going to happen to you, who are you going to be with, what kind of uh, obstacles in the way, how are you going to overcome it, how are you going to feel? And then step two, the students took those little 20 word or so story starters and they wrote a one paragraph kind of summary of the whole story. Here is what the story is going to be about from start to finish. Uh, and now what I've done this time, it's kind of hard to explain. I kind of visualized it with the kids. Is I said, now that you've got your paragraph, I want you to sort of write out jot notes or point form notes, kind of like the way you do a storyboard. I want you to say like, First, this will happen, and then this will happen, and then this will happen, and then finally that will happen. And I told the students the way you sort of 
denominate, delineate between the sections is whoever the main character is in the story you're telling. Every time they go through a new feeling, it's going to be a new thought. Every time they go through a new emotion, it's going to turn into a new sort of paragraph or new stanza of the poem. And I said, this is how you're going to kind of link it together. And so I had a few kids today get mostly through that with some point form notes, like first this will happen and I'll feel happy. And then this will happen and I'll feel scared. And then this will happen and I'll feel sad. And I kind of got it through like that. And I said, okay, now the hardest part is next. And that's going to be, if you, if you know that like A and B are going to happen and that you're going to be happy about it. Now we have to find the poetic way of saying how A and B happened. And we have to use the type of language that makes your audience know that you are happy or the character is happy. And I said, that is fairly easy at the beginning, but when you get towards the middle and you have to do the same thing where you say, let's explain how E, F, and G happened, but let's use language that shows that you are scared so that they recognize that the character is going through fear in this stanza of the poem. And so we're kind of going through that. Uh, and I've got a lot of kids who are saying, well, can I go back and redo my story? Cause I don't really like it. And I've got some kids who have said, I don't like my story, but I really like her story. So can we work together? And I'm, I'm kind of giving them some freedom to do this right now. Cause I know this is a challenging part and I know that they're going to lose steam on the project if they don't love the story. But this is kind of where, uh, where I started today. And the, the kids that I had do it today weren't really quite sure where they were going with it, but I think they followed the steps. So I'll kind of see in the next week or two how that plays out. Uh, but that's kind of where we were at today. As I say, it was a, a catch-up day and I did a lot of catching up, so I'm thrilled about it. And then I was able to kind of pilot the second part of my idea to see where it's going to go. So that's kind of what's happening this week. All right. So section four, looking ahead to the future, onward and upward. I guess I kind of talked about this a little bit in section three, where I said uh, the kids are going to basically take their paragraphs they've been writing they're sort of you know one paragraph story summaries and we're going to try to break it into sections based on emotion and then we're going to try to write poetry stanzas that feature the emotion so if you know the first part of your story you're excited you're going to write a little paragraph a little poetry stanza and we're going to use words that illustrate excitement if you are concerned or if you're nervous or if you're scared uh, in a later section then we're going to use those tools to create poetry that illustrates that you are angry or scared or whatever. So that's kind of where we're going to go. And then from there, we'll maybe progress somehow from poetry, maybe into slam poetry and from slam poetry, then maybe into sort of the birth of rap and hip hop and talking through lyrics. And I think that's maybe where we'll, uh, maybe where we'll go. So, what else do I see in the future for these guys? So I've already noticed two things today. So number one, some of the kids were very excited by the fact that I said they could work with a partner at this stage and work together to develop a set of 
poetry or words on a particular storyline or topic. They liked that idea of getting together in pairs or groups and working on stuff. And I, I think that's totally okay with me. Um, I also had a new student in Mrs. Krabappel's class who just started uh, this week come to me with a concern that uh, their story was a little bit silly. And so I read the story, and at its core, the story was not silly. At its core, the story was about someone who has, who walks into a room and sees their ultimate rival, challenges their rival to a competition, and ultimately wins. So that is not a terrible story by any stretch of the imagination. Now, they were concerned because this story was about video games. And I said, so you replace video games with anything else, and the rest of your story still totally makes sense. Um, and they liked that idea, too, of saying, you know, if you don't like one part of your story, rather than just starting again, we can replace that part of the story and have it all make sense. Um, so that's kind of where I think they're going to be right now, is they're kind of in this, well, let's revise our stories and let's work together and let's let's build something we can work with. And uh, I guess I'll see in the next week where they go with it. Because I'd like to... I'd like to start putting some song lyrics up on chart paper or on my smart board and having us work through it as a, as a group and, and put things together and, and create a piece of music that we're proud of. So that's something that I wanted to, uh, to just kind of look ahead to the future and, and see how far we can get into this creation. As I say, I would like by March break, which is about four weeks away, five weeks away, I would like to start actually recording something and putting something down. If it's just people saying lyrics over top of a drum beat, so be it. If it's, you know, a couple of uh, R&B samples or, or hip hop samples with like even a mumble rap with like a chorus that we've got, I, I want to start doing something so that by March break, the kids are starting to feel like, wow, we are, we are on our way to creating something. And then uh, coming back after that break in the home stretch of the year, as they say, we'll actually try to put something together and maybe go out and perform it somewhere. So that's, that's what's coming up in the future. So stay tuned uh, next week, same time, same place, and I will tell you what is new in the great wide world of, uh, of music education here in uh, this part of Ontario. All right, before I sign off, one thing, if I've got any, uh, any faithful listeners out there, this weekend, Saturday, I've already talked to you about Voice Ed Radios doing their 18-hour live broadcast. Uh, I am doing a, uh, a live gav session. I am doing it on Saturday evening. I believe it's from 7.30 to 8. could be 7 to 7.30. I, gotta double I think it's 7.30 to 8. Uh, I am doing a live gav session broadcast. And in that broadcast, I will be um, playing the music that I have been talking about over the past uh, 12 episodes or so. So we will play some uh, Sound of Silence. We'll play some Edmund Fitzgerald. We'll play Roadblock. We'll play um, One Tin Soldier and War Child and some of the songs that we have been um, talking about over these last 12 podcasts that have kept me going musically. I'll be uh, sharing those with you in real time uh, in Gav Session Live, which we'll be doing uh, on Saturday, February the 2nd at 7.30 in the evening, I believe. So, if you are a faithful listener, tune in to voiceed.ca on Saturday and check it out. Talk to you all then, and again, thank you for stopping by. 
Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this week's Gav Session. If you liked what you heard, be sure to check out all of my podcasts available from the Anchor app or from Anchor FM. Anybody can make a podcast in just a few minutes from Anchor FM. If you like what you heard today, please check out the rest of my online personality. You can message me on Twitter at GavSession or check me out at GavSession.com or YouTube.com slash GavSession. Thanks for stopping by.